Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in again. My name is Mark DeMeo. I'm here with my co-host, Angel Masonette. What's up, Angel? What's up? How you doing? All right, I'm okay. Welcome to another episode of this The Week in Crime uh, with Mayo and Meso. And we have a special guest tonight. We're going to jump right in because she doesn't have much time. She's a, a two-time Emmy Award-winning reporter. She um, is the legal an analyst for CBS Sports Radio and FAN. I'm a big sports fan. She's a regular on Newsmax, Sean Hannity's iHeartRadio, and she also works on a show called as a legal correspondent on the show called Crime Watch Daily with Chris Hansen. Let's welcome Amy Dash. How are you, Amy? I'm doing well. Unfortunately, that show was canceled a few years ago, but it was a great show, and you can still see the podcast, True Crime Daily. All right, go. that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. Um, are you still in New York? Yeah, I am. You know, oh, I was going to show you this because um, yeah, go we ahead. were just talking about that I started at News 12 The Bronx. So you yeah. can see. So I used to carry my own. Can you can you see this? I don't know. I used to carry oh, yeah. my own camera equipment. Oh, so wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, <laughs> you did it all. That's how I would interview people. Wow. You did it all. Yeah. How many I, would, I had the camera here and then I had the microphone here. Now. When I went to a story, I set the camera up on the tripod and I would go around, stand in front, record myself and come back, rewind and play it and make sure that I got myself in the frame. They wow. couldn't get you and, another and guy. You know, the, the projects in the Bronx, too. I had to sometimes walk up like 13 flights of stairs with that equipment. Yeah, we know all about that. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get, did you ever get robbed? Did you ever get robbed? I didn't. So, you know, oh, it's like those are, that was a time <laughs> in my life when it's like, why did I do that? You know what I mean? But I guess everybody pays their dues and I felt I was paying my dues and I was really motivated at the time. But I certainly had colleagues who experienced, you know, not robbing, but like they were one person was shot at in the Bronx because she witnessed a murder. Wow. Yeah. Paul for the course. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's a, that's a crazy. I just don't understand how they can't get you like just that. one more person. Why, why why can't they just get you one more person? Right. Just to do all the other stuff. Well, like, when get I you got a big to guy. CBS, they got me somebody. But um. Oh, good. You know, well, I had not, to. You're not, you were moving up. Yes, I moved up. Yes, I was very eager to move up <laughs> so I could get somebody to help me with the equipment because I'm small, so it was heavy. Oh yeah, I can't imagine carrying that camera around. I wouldn't want to do it. I can oh. relate. I'm I'm tiny too, so I yeah can yeah. He's 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 the big Rican, the big I'm Rican six, man. I'm six five two sixty five. I can relate. Yeah, oh, he's wow. a heavy hitter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, you know, I was I was explaining to you with the show, you know, because I know my audience sometimes they bug out with like the guests that I put on, but uh -huh. you're the legal analyst, so we're going to talk about some stuff that um, you know, that's in the news that involves sports, which I'm a big sports fan, but right. also. Um, you know, like for example, this poor girl, uh, yeah. Brittany Griner, she, uh, was actually, she was, she's a WNBA player who was, who also plays in Russia when in, in the off season. And from what I understand, it was hard to figure out exactly whether she was coming or going, but she just, it says she just got a, she was coming in from New York. So she was bringing a vape with some hash, hash, uh, cartridges with her along for the ride when she got to this airport in Russia and in, uh, in police terms, she got collared. <laughs> and this was, this probably happened like three weeks ago. So no, nobody's exactly sure when it happened, but right. it was obviously before the war started. 
And um, now, yeah, that really, really bad bad timing. I I don't think she's going to get out for a while. Like, I think they're going to hold on to her as a a, a chip, bargaining chip of some sort. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, so if you think about it, I think she's gay. I believe I read that. Yeah, she's married to she's married. She has a, a wife. They have really harsh laws in Russia in terms of refusing to recognize same-sex marriage and other things that I won't get into that are not favorable, I should say, to the LGBTQ community there. So you have to think that that's something that's going to be difficult for her to overcome. Plus, she's American. Um, And then, Yeah, and then she um, was playing there, like you said, for many, many years. So you would think she had some sort of knowledge. Maybe she didn't, but you would think at least she should have had some sort of knowledge of how they have zero tolerance in terms of drugs or drug transportation. So the fact that they were calling it a large-scale distribution, maybe here it wouldn't have been considered a large-scale distribution. But there, because they have such zero tolerance, they're classifying it as that. So the amount, the fact that it's drugs, the fact that they have strict policies, just to begin with, and then add on top of all of that, now what's going on where the United States is imposing sanctions and, and at least articulating that they're planning on ramping up their punishments on Russia in terms of like maybe um, uninvesting in or divesting in the um, the oil transports or imports yeah, 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 um, yeah. And, well, and other other things that you brought wanted. up an interesting point when you said that she's uh she's played in russia for quite a few years now yeah at least five years so she's made that trip a uh, plenty plenty of times all around you maybe. yeah yeah maybe more than that so maybe she more. so she's made this trip plenty of times so she's probably i would imagine this wasn't her first rodeo she probably got away with she probably supplies the team or maybe she brings enough vapes just for her own consumption for several months at a time. Maybe she's got enough for a couple of friends on the team, mm-hmm. but um, this is not a good look. And this is not a good time to, to, for this thing to happen at all. Yeah. But I agree with you, Cause I think in the beginning, even if the war wasn't going on, it would be difficult for her to get out of that country without serving at least some time, like either it's a couple of weeks, couple months, maybe even a couple of years. We don't know just because why would they show favoritism to a foreigner over drug policy? You're going to be harsher on a foreigner, right? Unless there's some sort of like political favor, like you said, but at this point it looks like that would be, that would be like the least, the last thing that the United States would want to get involved with is trying to, you know, appease russia just to get a wnba player back into there's the a, country there's a couple of things right uh ignorance of the laws uh, uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse right we always right. say that um mm-hmm. here stateside the other thing is uh a lot of people have taken this tone like well you know because she's supposedly really anti you know american and anti-law enforcement and and she talks about how she's oppressed and stuff in this country and a lot of people will say well you know now she's going to find out what real oppression is and while i agree with that to some extent um, I don't wish what's going to happen or what's happening on her to anybody. I mean, she has parents, you know, she has family. Um, you know, I, I, I hope for her safe return. You know, while our political views may differ, um, that that aside, you know, she's somebody's kid. And um, I just hope for her safe return. I hope that somehow she gets out of this. 
what 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 gives you the impression that she's anti-law enforcement like the black there's, lives matter stuff yeah like, there's there's like you know she's a, something like that yeah 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 very you know um, anti-american you know this country sucks you know um, the, the 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 normal uh the normal stuff that these celebrities irresponsibly spew out all the time she's also got this um there's another uh like a piece to this story where people try to squeeze in. And that is because the WNBA obviously doesn't, the, the women don't make a lot of money or at least they don't make a lot of money compared to the men. And that happens to be a bone, uh, happens to be a bone of contention. And that's why they have to go and play overseas to, I guess, to balance the, the money out. Apparently they get paid a lot more, company. a lot more over overseas for their, um, you know, for their ability. Mm -hmm. um and that that's that's another you know like since you brought up the uh that part angel i, I wanted to just add another they yeah. always try to sneak in those things you know yeah, yeah well i think if she has knowledge that there's anti-gay sentiment at least in the government there if in fact that's true and there is it would be risky to be playing there for so many years yeah because you true. don't have the same protections and rights that you have in this country and you brought up one of them angels like the, the freedom of speech to be able to say what you believe in your thoughts in this country um you don't have that in all other countries so and there's obviously not the same legal protections when you're facing criminal accusations absolutely yeah, she, and uh, also uh, the conditions of the jails are not the same too to be honest that's with true you. that's right yeah yeah, yeah. Remember, it reminds me of that movie broke down palace Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. You yeah. guys ever saw it? But that was mm -hmm. something that made a real impression on me. I remember seeing it when I was younger and thinking, "Oh my gosh, wow!" That was my first exposure to the fact that if you go to another country, even if you're not doing anything wrong, a person could try to set you up, and all of a sudden you're facing like life in prison for things that you know you just have you don't have the same recourses that you have here. Midnight Express. You want to see. You want to see the best movie on that? You watch Midnight Express. Yeah, Midnight Express. Yes, I was thinking about exactly. that too. That movie. Yeah. When, yeah. they, when those when those Turkish cops come on that bus, and he's sitting there and he's strapped with all that hash. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was hashish, right? Hashish, yeah, it was hashish. Yeah, when yeah. he he was low, when he, he could, he, and they you start feeling his heart beating. Wow, that that's, it just blew my mind just thinking about it. Yeah, there's yeah. been a couple of things, yeah, in the same vein as that. I'm sure that when she plays over there, she knows the rules about and how they feel about LGBTQ. But at the same time. Um, just as long as she doesn't talk about it and she's not walking around, I guess, holding hands with her wife, she's probably safe over there. Well, the variable is that now she got caught with drugs. So that's the variable plus the war and the leverage and the example that they're probably going to want to make out of her. So, again, I mean, listen, as a fellow American, I wish her nothing but the best. I hope she gets out of this. Yeah, okay. me too. Me too. That's a phone that's off the hook over there, by the way. They're so busy with other stuff that I'm sure this is like that's like the last thing on, the, on their mind right now, Russia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. All right, so uh, this is another interesting story. Matt Harvey, who used to be a New York Met, which this is my favorite team. I love the Mets. Um, he was named as a possible drug source for ex-teammate Tyler Skaggs, who died in a hotel room while on the road with his team. Yeah, that was he sad. apparently He apparently overdosed. And Ooh. Matt Harvey has since testified in court that he did supply Tyler Skaggs with opioids at some point as well as other teammates probably did just share, you know, it, it's not like these are high, high. He got immunity for it, by the way, these aren't drug dealers. These are people who have, um, you know, they suffer from chronic pain because of their athletes and they usually have, uh, 
other uh, plenty plenty of sources of getting opioids and painkillers when they need it and if if worse comes to worse and when they're on the road they share them mm-hmm. so um but i don't know how this hampers his future career which i don't know if he's got anything left in the tank anyway <laughs> you know oh angel what's your take on that yeah i think i mean listen I think it. I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, but oh, okay. <laughs> I was curious. Uh, you guys were aligned with that. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Bronx boy, born and raised. I mean, Bronx. I'm poking a little bit here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, listen. You know, this is a, a, a typical. Um, you know, uh, people talk about privilege in this country. I mean, you know, um, this has nothing to do with skin color. It has to do with money and status, right? And um, you know, he's going to get immunity, and this kid died, and. Um, I think that it's opening up a Pandora's box and it's going to open up a whole new avenue or a whole new outlook on sports and this, uh, you know, the drugs and opioid problem in this country. Yeah, Um, I think that's one of the the most important points of all this is that the reason that Matt Harvey said that he was involved with drugs, maybe not the cocaine, but the, the Percocet or the oxycodone and why he thought he was being a good teammate by giving that over to Tyler Skaggs is because, as he said, it was like, I'm not quoting exactly here, but I'm paraphrasing that he said something to the effect of, you know, guys are just doing anything they can to stay in the game. So I think that's sort of the takeaway here is, you know, is it the schedule? Is it, um, you know, do they need to be more rotations? Do they maybe need to sit out longer? Um, And just, it's the same pressure in the NFL too, where there's now rumors that, a lot of guys are being shot up with Toradol because they have to get back into the game. So there's pressure on them to perform. But as you know, if you're injured and you perform injured, it only makes the injury worse. And then you need to double the amount of pills that you take to cope with that injury. And it sort of becomes cyclical. And obviously these pills are addictive. So it becomes a real problem. I think a problem also is like, so uh, myself, I I had a, I tore my bicep and I had a surgery a year oh, and a wow. half ago, and um, yeah, and I just tore the other one, so I got to go to surgery oh at the gosh. end of the month. Is this so, from getting, weightlifting? Are, yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting heavy, old sucks. Right? The alternative <laughs> is worse, you know. Um, uh-huh. But at, at every turn, someone was trying to pitch me on oxy, right? Every, every, I mean, the 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 operating nurse, the uh, you know, my physician, uh, everybody's always trying to peddle these drugs. I don't know, and you probably know this, but you you certainly know you know more about this than I do, Amy. Um, but you know what kind of oversight is there in professional sports as far as, you know, regulating um, where the drugs are, you know, going and, and who's getting prescribed them and, and the accountability and, and, you know, trying to keep track of what's going on. Because I mean, if you're getting 50 pills and you're selling 10 of them, I mean, you know, what's, how's it regulated? Well, if you're talking about like the underground drug distribution market, the black market, I don't think it's really regulated at all, obviously. So, I mean, in Tyler Skaggs's case, a lot of these pills that were going to Eric Kay that were being distributed to all the players, not just Skaggs. Um, he was getting from suppliers on like these online marketplaces that he was meeting. Oh, wow. So okay, that's, yeah. you know, that's stuff that the police, you guys would know, you know, do the undercover stings and try to find that. But as soon as one goes down, another one pops up, you know, so right. it's kind of hard to, to keep track of them. But I think um, in terms of like team doctors used to be prescribing a lot of this stuff, I think it's definitely 
um, scrutinized a lot more now because things fall sort of under the category of pain management. So I think mm -hmm. now in a lot of leagues and teams, they have pain management specialists that will come in and assess and they have to get informed consent and they have to talk to you about the risks. Now, whether in fact that actually goes on in the locker rooms when there's a game on the line and there's pressure from the, the coach, you know, I don't know because I don't know what actually goes on versus what the policies and the procedures are dictating should go on. Sure, so I think sure. that's where, you know, that's where the problem is. But as cases like this come to light, it will put more pressure onto the leagues to make sure that they're regulating things the way that they say they are. Yeah. Yeah, I would never do those opioids again. I, I had torn my bicep and my tricep mm -hmm. back in the day. But um, well, I would never do them again. Though. And if I did, I would uh, definitely have some – put it with – take it with a little bourbon on ice, by the way. That is <laughs> – if you're gonna take it, that is the. I'm telling you, I don't, I think that's, actually, I don't oh, man. that's actually dangerous. Yeah, it's it just, is. Disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> actually, you know, if you were to take like, um, there are certain drugs that if you were to take like a Xanax with alcohol, for example, I know of somebody who actually it depressed their their um, respiratory system and their nervous right. system so much right. that you could actually right. die from doing that and by that's the way right. this is something that a lot of people do do and they don't know that like they'll go on a plane and take a xanax to relax and then someone will come by with the liquor card and they'll say yeah, yeah i'll have one shot. of those yeah. you could literally die like from doing that because of its effects um there are certain drugs and alcohol in fact most prescription drugs should never be combined with alcohol but there are some that are just really like potentially deadly when you do that but um, I think, you know, one of the concerns now is that it's not just like the cocaine, the heroin, but these prescription pills are being laced with fentanyl. And it's like a, a little grain of salt or a, something this the size of this, this amount, you know, is in there and you don't know it. You can literally drop dead in the first try. So I think Absolutely. that's the danger is, especially if you're buying it um, off market. And you're not buying it from a pharmacy. You're not getting it from the pharmacy, and it's not prescribed by right. a doctor, and it's not monitored. You know, and yeah, then no regulation, as you guys right. know, with the opioid epidemic, you also have people who are forging scripts or going to doctors and doctor shopping for scripts, and then they're misusing the drugs. They're not using them as prescribed, or they're cutting them up, or they're mixing. Did you them say you know somebody who's forging scripts? No, I say in the past there are people. <laughs> I covered a story once for Crime Watch Daily where there was a guy who had died um, from sorting drugs, or I, I don't know, he was misusing them. He was mixing them with other things that had been prescribed by a doctor. Now there were accusations against the doctor for over over prescribing the drugs and therefore killing the patient, causing the death of the patient. But what wasn't being considered was that the patient was using it in a way that wasn't prescribed, mixing it with other things and had a sister and a, and a girlfriend who were forging scripts and getting him more drugs. Oh God. So, yeah. Yeah. That know, was a big complicated situation. Same with the scag situation. You just don't know. A big argument in the trial was what caused his death. And some were saying the alcohol and some were saying the fentanyl and some were saying like, uh, I think there was some oxy or Percocet, something was mixed in with there. There was a third right. drug. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there were arguments over, well, if the fentanyl wasn't present, would he have died? And then the defense was saying, yeah, because of the alcohol. So you, you just, it's impossible to tell when you're mixing so many things, what the yes. exact cause is. Horrible. If you, yeah. Stay off that stuff. Uh, I was just kidding fans. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but thanks for the advice, by the way. Sure. I never snorted it by the way, either. That's disgusting. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, next story. Uh, this one breaks my heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Former, yeah. former UFC champ shoots man suspected of molesting a four-year-old mm. relative. This is um, Cain Velasquez. He's a former, uh, well, he's a former heavyweight champion in the UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship. And he lives in Santa, uh, Santa well, this is Santa, Santa, Santa Clara. Santa Clara, California. California. Yeah. And apparently um, he has a four-year-old niece that was in this daycare. And that daycare is run by a lady in her house who has a son who's a pedophile. And he was, mm -hmm. he was, he was doing his business with these little poor little kids. And somehow uh, he got, Cain Velasquez found out about it. And he went over there to settle the score. They took off in a car, a pickup truck, the mother, the stepfather. And uh, I, ha I had a picture of the guy too. Piece of, piece of shit, this guy. But um, was anyway, it was a, eleven. They say it was his niece, or they said a close relative. Yeah, four year old. The four year old. Four year old. I don't she know. Was, was um, his niece for sure. I don't know if we know that yet. No, but you know, I don't think it was his daughter. So what? What else? He has a mean? four year old son, actually, but I don't. I don't know if it was his son. I think if it, it would have said his son. Someone reported that it was a cousin. Yeah. So it was some kind of yeah. Some, close Some kind relative. of family member. Just either way, either way, you know what happened from the start. It was an 11, 11 mile an hour chase, uh, high speed chase supposedly. Eleven both mile in, long, yeah. Yeah. So, but they're both in pickup trucks driving around, uh, trying to. He's obviously the mom, the the pedophile, and the stepfather trying to get away, while Kane is following them and firing rounds at them. And this is in the middle of the day. He hit the stepfather twice. Two rounds hit the the stepfather's still alive. But it's the fact that the uh, during the day, the high speed chase, firing out of a car, uh, it it's was reckless. like it's reckless. Meanwhile, it's reckless. the the pedophile got let out on bail. Yeah, and Kane got denied bail. Well, I mean, listen, you, you know, we were all we all want to say, hey, you know, free Kane, right? This is hashtag trending, free Kane. Yeah, but if we if we start advocating for vigilantism in this country, I mean. Where does it end, right? I mean, while you understand why he was upset, you know, you can't drive around in the middle of the day shooting at a moving vehicle for 11 miles. It's just irresponsible. I mean, they're probably going to lower the charges. I mean, Amy, again, you probably would know more than me, uh, but, um, you know, the prosecutor, I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to make an example of him or are they going to, you know, tee it down to like maybe just the reckless endangerment instead of the, the attempted murder? I mean, so you know. I, I think for the reason you mentioned in terms of not encouraging or justifying somebody taking the law into their own hands that's probably why he was charged with the first degree attempted murder however that does yeah. carry potentially life in prison and then the use of the gun can enhance the sentence by 20 or even 25 years to life so it could and the worst case scenario it could be like a double life sentence um i don't think that's warranted i think that it's just my opinion this is my right. personal opinion. Sure. I think it was heat of passion, heat of passion, heat of the moment, voluntary manslaughter. You know, I think anybody in that situation would be provoked enough to at least not necessarily to do what he did, but to at least want to do what he did. And that's really what the test is. Would a reasonable person feel, you know, inclined to do this, not do it like you not follow through with it, but feel right. needed enough to be inclined to do it. And it doesn't have to be something where you get uh, provoked immediately after you find out there can be a long period of provocation. So the question will come down to, you know, did he plan this? 
by loading the gun, by going on the chase, by, you know, following them for so long? Does that show planning and premeditation? Or is this just a prolonged period of like heat of passion, voluntary right. manslaughter? And I think that's what's appropriate. I think that's what it actually is. I think that it right. was actually passionately provoked person who is just so beyond furious that mm -hmm. they acted upon that emotion. And that, so yeah. I think he should be charged appropriately. Uh, however, like you said, maybe they have an interest in not saying, okay, you know, you'll get up to five years instead of life because then people will say, oh, well, if somebody hurts or kills someone that I love, it's only a couple of years. It's worth it for me to go after them, right? Because so they yeah, don't want to yeah. encourage that. But I do, I do need to say, I mean, there was, the police apparently reportedly found uh, evidence of sexual assault on a child and charged the guy. But yeah, he is yeah. still accused and he's alleged. Well, was, I don't think it was just lesser. one kid. It's not necessary. He hasn't been judged and convicted as a pedophile. Yeah, I don't think it was just one child, though. It's, it's not, yeah. It seems from what from what I took, it was multiple children. It's usually not just one child, unfortunately. It's and and, not, and also, I, I don't. I haven't heard about crimes, but I know I haven't heard other charges. But I know there were twenty kids in and out of the facility, and I heard somewhere that there may have been multiple assaults. I don't know if it was the same child, different children, but that's all. Yeah, you know, reported. And, um, also, I mean, it, it'll go into the hands of the jury, right? You could charge anything, but if the jury, if he has a right. good defense attorney and the jury mm -hmm. has empathy, right? If they have kids of their own or, you know, we all have people in our family who are infants or juveniles, right? So, I mean, maybe he'll get, you know, the jury will side with him and maybe he will get convicted of lesser and included charges or maybe- Right, or he might plead it down if they, if they right. decide yeah, to yeah. be lenient with him. Right. So. Let me ask you this. Um, how about a defense of mental illness? Because he was a professional fighter. He got hit in the head a lot. CTE, oh, yeah. CTE. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I recently covered a case where that was brought up with an NFL player. Um, it didn't work for the NFL player. Um, it would really depend on uh, – it's very interesting. It's going to become the standard, I think. Um, but it would really depend on what the medical findings are. And as you know, CTE is not diagnosable yet in the living. Um, but yeah, certainly he could try yeah. to plead insanity from brain damage. But it just mm -hmm. the circumstances really don't fit because there was a specific thing that got him triggered upset. Him. Right. Triggered him. And then he acted that way. So um, I to me, it's a heat of passion. Crime. That's what I think it is. If yeah, he, in fact, did it. I mean, they need to prove they did it. By the way, he could try to get off altogether because they could prove they, they have to prove intent to kill. So right, if they yeah. can't prove the intent to actually kill, maybe he was like, no, I was going to injure them or scare them or, you know. Right. It's yeah, very yeah, hard yeah. to prove intent to kill if you're not in that person's mind at the time. Right. Yeah, right, I mean, right. Angel did bring up a good point. It's like, uh, oh, you know what I want? I, I forgot what that point was. <laughs> But uh, he did. It was no, it was one of them, and then I got distracted. I wanted to uh, to mention to you, Amy, that we have uh, a lot of people in the chat, and they're uh, oh, they're, okay. they're saying stuff. And one of the one of our guests in the chat, he asked uh, your opinion on John Gruden, the emails. I know it's oh. a story, a date, a little dated the story, but still, um, you know, that's an interesting thing because they were looking into uh, the Washington football team. Now they're called the. Uh, commanders or something like yeah, that the commanders. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so they were looking into the owner and and this um snyder this, yeah yeah they, they were looking into the parties they were throwing and they're saying the little real real wild parties where the ownership was basically throwing it for for the players so it wasn't just like the player party but um 
And then all that kind of sort of went by the wayside. And the only thing that came out of it was John Gruden. And he's the only one that's faced any type of punishment, lost his job. Everybody else, the story just went away. Well, there's a congressional investigation. There's now a new independent, supposedly independent investigation. So there is still a lot of pressure on the league to release the, the findings. You know, some of the former employees testified up on Capitol Hill. I think it was last month, very recently. And I've heard that Congress is pressing forward with trying to at least uh, not only gather information, but potentially subpoena people to have to come up and explain why there was no report in this instance when Historically, there's always been a report. What 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 would be the reason? Why is the leak hiding information? Is the leak hiding information? But I think with the Gruden lawsuit, it's going to be an uphill battle just from a technically legal perspective. They've made a motion to dismiss the league. And I think, I mean, really, they should win on that from a legal point of view. I don't what, think the, you're talking about the league, league dismissing John Gruden's lawsuit. Yeah, I don't think he has a strong case. Um, they're trying to either get it dismissed or compel it over to arbitration. I think they would not be able to compel it over to arbitration because I don't think the arbitration uh, clause would apply when they're the defendant in the case, meaning they shouldn't be able to arbitrate something against themselves, right? That's inherently right, yeah. biased. That doesn't make sense. Plus, yep. that's usually reserved for discipline cases um, or for like disputes between maybe the employee and the club, not necessarily the employee and the league. So I don't think that would work. But on the dismissal front, I think it would probably work just because they've made the argument, which I think is right, that they really don't have an obligation to shield or, or, or keep the privacy of emails that he sent to their employee that their company owns. Their company right. owns that employee email address. So anything mm -hmm. that comes to them, they can release that to the press. They, they're not under an obligation to keep his emails private. He wasn't even working for the league at the time that he sent it. Um, and then, you know, I, 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 just, I just don't see where his claim is. His claim is, oh, you're interfering with my contract with the club. But the NFL controls the club. The, the yeah. league as an entity, right, is is a collectively collectively cooperative, whatever you want to call it, corporation. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the owners of the clubs all work together. So if the owner sat down and said, hey, this guy wrote awful emails, <clears throat> they're racist, they're homophobic, they're misogynistic, whatever. This is conduct detrimental to the league, which is in his employment contract that he can't do things like that. There would be pressure anyway from the league on his club to let him go. They wouldn't have to like, secretly come up with a conspiracy to leak the emails they just go to the club and say get rid of this guy this is yeah but the the only the only problem with that argument is just that the, we're talking about thousands and thousands of email and the only one oh, the that, hundreds of thousands of other emails yeah the only person that they 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 when they found john yeah they stuck to that they found something that didn't look good and then you didn't hear a peep about any other uh, of the other emails so it looks like a witch hunt if i'm you know, if you ask I don't me, feel anything legally wrong with that. It maybe it's morally wrong if that's in fact what happened. Maybe that's really deceptive and sneaky and whatever. But there's just, in my opinion, there's no basis for a claim, a legal actionable claim, on the fact that you know they decided to make him the fall guy if in fact that's what they did. 
Well, Amy, you had a, you, you mentioned. And it didn't work, by the way, because there's still pressure on them to release the report. So they have That's to. Right. Well, Failed. there's still pressure on Snyder anyway. That's true, yeah. 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 They're still trying to. But you know what? This guy Snyder, he's got so much money. It's a, a good look. It's a, getting though, getting him to uh, to release information is just not going to get like Trump's tax returns. You're not going to get him. There's no way. He's got too many lawyers. Uh, he just, you know, you could just fire the company. Things get lost after you fire the company between all oh, we send the stuff back to you. And I don't know what happened to it. I never got it. So, you know, yeah, it, there's, there's a whole bit people with money. Yeah. And run. And that's the Enron. Of this country. Hey, hey, hey. That's why I love this country, man. <laughs> I just wish I had money to get in trouble. Bring out the shredder. Yeah. I don't know, Amy. It's if a little you bit saw, harder you... now with electronics, but I heard that Dan never really used electronics wisely. Some of the yeah, yeah you know, in hindsight, in hindsight, that's a blessing in disguise, man. Not knowing, not being. Um, I, I mean, just know. think of how many times I wouldn't have got caught cheating if I if I didn't have a phone. <laughs> if I did, that internet screwed me up too. Oh my god! When I first got to my poor wife, ex-wife, man. Uh, I don't know who knew how to use a computer back then. Who knew how to go in a chat room and and oh my you god! You see my halo? You see my halo here? <laughs> That's why my name is Oh, man. I'm Modern technology, boy. man. Uh, Milwaukee uh, Civilian, thank you so much for the 499 super sticker. Um, hey, Amy, I don't know how uh, if you still got to run, but if you do, um, you know. I, I do. Yeah, I do. I apologize about that. I know you wanted my take on the MLB thing. Do you want oh, my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, that? That, uh, final one, and then I'll give you a plug. Um, sure. In regards to the the players, uh, Major League Baseball strike, that's another thing that breaks my heart. I'm a big, huge baseball fan, and I can't believe that we're going through this again. What is your take mm. on this? Um, I think they'll make progress. I mean, certainly the season's mm -hmm. going to be shortened. They'll be missed games because I think MLB really wants four weeks of spring training prior to the season opening. But I mean, they've, they have made progress, even though there's been a lot of negative coverage, they have agreed on a couple of things at least. So, um, there's a pitch clock. They were, uh, they, they banned the shift, the deep shift, which I'm I happy that with. they banned the shift. Yeah. Because, you know, I was saying the other day, I played so annoying. defense. Like I always played defense. softball growing up, and like, I, even if I was allowed to deep shift, I would never do that because it's just not as <laughs> fun, right? I mean, like, right. I'm like yeah. well, if I would only shift a little bit, why should everybody yeah. else be like? That doesn't make sense. Right. I want them to play the way that I play. So, um, yeah. and no, I think the pitch clock can be good. I mean, I don't know. It will speed up the game. Will put a lot of pressure on the pit. We'll have to see how that plays out, you know, but then the larger bases and stuff like that. I, I don't understand why there is just so much controversy and contention around the playoffs, the, the makeup of the playoffs. I mean, I think yeah. that certainly the smaller you make it, the more exciting it is. I think it's better for the game. Um, maybe there's some because teams ditch because teams lose on purpose at the end. Right. That's why. Yeah. So yeah. If you, if you I, have more yeah. teams involved in the playoffs, then and you only need a certain amount of wins to get into the playoffs, you know, why not? You know, because once you get at least you get two extra sellouts, right. possibly more. If we continue, then we get more sellouts. Once you're out and you, you're completely out, then what's the point, really? You know what I'm saying? Why not save be less, good arms for next year? There'll Somebody. be less trades. There'll be less trades, less free agency, less, uh, you know, all that other stuff. As right. Well. I actually so. thought that the urgency with the free agency in the lead up to the lockout was the most exciting part of the season. And I think yeah, a lot of people yeah. would agree. 
So, so really, yeah. um, they should try to find this, should put their efforts into finding a way to replicate that situation some way, somehow, right. because it would <laughs> actually bring more people, you know, yeah. into watching the game. Because for me, it's a little bit slow. I love basketball, but during that period, I was like locked in. So not only will it make it more exciting for existing fans, I think it would actually bring more people towards the game and maybe something like the NBA. Draft. As a Mets fan, I could tell you I knew this season was going to be once we got um, Scherzer Buck and, Showalter. and Buck and Showalter. We got, uh, and Buck Showalter. Of and, course. And, uh, why, would, why would the season actually the center, happen? The center that, fielder. Right? I, I know, How could you not? It, I'm how, telling how you. How could it be real? Yeah. Baseball is never, ever coming back. <laughs> you know yeah. why? Because the, the Mets would have won the championship this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, you yeah, know sure. what? Talk to me when the Yankees are in last place. Hopefully they'll hopefully mm -hmm. they'll let you in this year. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, uh, thank you so much, Amy, for coming on. Sure. If you want to uh, join and uh, be part of, uh, listen to more of Amy Dash, you can uh, follow her Twitter account. That's it right there at Amy Dash TV. Thank you. She also has a website. It's called leagueofjustice.com, where, and there's a lot of interesting stories there. Um, she's, she works very, very, very hard. Thank and, you. Um, That's true. It's and, the first ever sports law focused website or platform awesome. let's call it a That's platform because awesome. we're planning a lot of engagement and interactive things in the future so That's in hindsight awesome. I, I didn't know you know like when i when i heard le sports legal analyst i'm wondering like how much work could you possibly have and then you look at it and <laughs> all it, right and you, you, all the cases that you have there right. somehow it all involves the law well, so yeah. that's why I created this platform because it didn't exist. And I said, if people only understood and knew how much content there is, how how quickly these stories are not only breaking, but developing and advancing um, and how busy I am, they would be shocked. So I created it as like a proof of concept to show yeah. that every day it's nonstop. In fact, these are the biggest headline making stories across all news not just sports often general news like cnn and fox news and stuff like that sure. but i'll like i'll just give you an example today just today um we had so many big breaks so we had the mlb update right then the deshaun watson deposition starts friday uh, Richard Sherman pled guilty today. The Bucks, Richard Sherman. He's so he's on court supervision. The Gruden, uh, Gr John Gruden came out today and was blasting the NFL about trying to move it to arbitration. And then the Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley was just suspended yeah, season gambling, betting on his yeah. own team. And by the way, there were ten that more one, yeah. stories. But that was just today. That's untapped, amazing. untapped market. Yeah. That's good. Good for you. Yeah, I followed you on Twitter. You better follow uh, me back. Or I'm gonna. Be, I will. Gonna yeah, I've been doing this for ten years. So finally, people are starting to realize that this is uh, its own category. Amy, follow I got to tell you, if you back. need if you need somebody to carry your camera, let me know. <laughs> I've moved on from that. Uh, I know. Luckily, moved up the world a little bit. <laughs> My back. Well, listen, you got two. He's six five. I'm six four. You want to get if worst comes to worst case scenario, you, have, you wind up back on Bronx Twelve News. Okay, uh, we, we, got we, got, we got you covered. Um, she got bodyguards. <laughs> yeah, if you want to work for free, you can come. Sure, come okay. work for the well, site. Thank you so much for joining us, Amy. Sure, uh, it was nice all to the meet best you. you. And sure. you're always welcome thank to come back. We'd love to have you again. I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to you again. Sure. And hopefully we can you know you can come on again and update us every couple of months on, on this what's going on in sports because I'm fascinated by it. Great, great. I'm so glad. Thank you so much. All right, bye. Be well. Thank you. Adios. Hey.
That was great, that was wasn't good. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I loved good. it. I loved it. I loved it. That was one of my favorite segments right there because, uh, you know, I'm a big sports fan. Boxing MMA. Uh, thank you for the $5 super chat. Uh, and you say, great show and guest, Amy. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, let's see. Yeah, she was good, man. She was really great. I'm, I'm, that's the type of show I like to do. Um, I like them all. I like all our guests, to tell you the truth. Um, Maui Swift. Hello, Maui Swift. This is I, Amy said she was only going to do 20 minutes because she had other stuff to do. And she stayed on almost 40. So she's a she's a she's really, really good. A uh, big shout out to Paul Zito, frequent guest on the show. He's uh, watching from home in Staten Island. Probably babysitting the boys. Staten Italy. Staten Italy. Staten Italy. Nikki Bella. She hey, says, hi, Angel. Nikki Bella. Hi, says, Nikki. Oh, good. I was going to say what happened to Mark. Hi, hi, Nikki Bella. Uh, Maui Swift, we said hello to. Peter Pranzo's in the house. From the Harlem Raiders. Uh, he yes, says, uh, cool guest. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Peter. Where's the I, wife? Where's the wife? Where's the wife? Uh, I'm sure I'm scaling up. Lorna McKenzie. She says, thanks, Amy. Boxing MMA. We said that already. What else we got here? Uh, do, 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 do. Amy made her own lane. Yes, Chick Eastwater. You're absolutely right. That That's a very smart thing, what you just said. She created her own lane. More of us yeah. should do that. That's right. You know? I just like to jump into other people's lane. And then get right, right, get right up on their ass and ride it the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I used to get home when I was drunk driving. You just oh, follow one car until, until you get to his house, and then like you're what full you of bad advice today. What's I know. With I'm you? just kidding. I never did that either. Um, let's see what else we got here. Milwaukee civilian. Did we say? I think we did say thank you to you for your four uh, four ninety nine yep. super chat. But either way, we will say thank you again. Uh, wow, there's a name here. I don't even know. This is a whole other language. Gunakuo. I don't even know what that is, man. Spell it. It's uh, well, it looks like Russian. G U N A C Q U V. Somebody's playing with me. And then it's the the last name is H X T V D O M G U G U. Who knows, man? Hexdomovu. Jamie Pimpetel, thank you so much for tuning yeah. in tonight. It's good to have you back. Mm -hmm. Let's see who else we got here in the chat. Kathy Bates. Of course. Hey, Kathy Bates. Well, let me see anybody else doing. Michelina. She loves the way I say her name. Hi, Michelina. Um, she says hi to me and you. Mostly to me, though, Angel. That's all right. I, I, it, not, I could read it. Even though it's the same size font, I could I could read that. <laughs> Elaine Gertson. I understand why he didn't, but he should have. He could have killed innocent people. Yeah, that came the last worst thing. It breaks my heart because you know he's a guy that you know he's just he's just trying to protect the kids out there. Oh look, we got a twenty dollars super chat here. Six seven two E Galaxy. Hey Beautiful. guys, thanks for the great content. Appreciate Snow it. Lion. Hey Peter Pranzo, Harlem Raiders. Nice to see you. Okay, so uh, that concludes that part of the show. Uh, we got a couple of stories here that we're going to. Uh, to touch on twos and then uh is it won't be as exciting but we'll try to make it as exciting hey, what do we got here oh man another slashing on the train angel go figure strag strap hanger asian lady again an asian <laughs> strap hanger was slashed in the face in an by who attack. what was the demographics of the perp i don't do know? know um hmm. i don't know what did they i don't know if they caught did they catch the perp uh, the victim know. was on a northbound J train as it entered the Delancey Street, Essex. This is at 8.30 a.m. 
probably holding on to the to the thing there and uh it's just disgusting man what the hell and you know you come to think about it eric adams the mayor he's he's you know not for nothing but i think he's tr trying to do he's trying to do his best the other day they were all out there on a, what's called a, i guess an all-out <clears throat> assault and I, I wonder if i took if i ever they, they wrote so many summonses and made so many arrests you know but um there's only so much you can do because it's so far behind you know, it's like, what do they say? Once you let the cat out of the bag, good luck trying to catch the yeah, cat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, he inherited a mess, right? And he is doing the best that he can. Unfortunately, you know, he's not only fighting uh, um, the government up in Albany, right? He's fighting all the bleeding heart liberals. He's fighting the, uh, the transit advocates that just want to focus on the infrastructure and not the homeless people problem and the crime problem. And then he's fighting the rank and file because the cops don't want to be seen as the bad guys because they're the ones who have to go down into the hole and enforce all the law. So there's a lot of different variables here. Um, I mean, listen, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It, it can't continue this way. And now the city's starting to open up. There's going to be more people taking the train. There's going to be more people traveling into the city, people going back to the office. There's going to be a lot more assaults and the hotter it gets, the hotter it gets on the street. There's going to be more crimes, unfortunately, more killings, because as the temperature goes up, everybody's irritability goes up. People don't have air conditioning. They're hanging out in front of their stoop. One thing leads to another. Things are going to get worse before they get better. Sorry, I'm being a pessimist, but it's the truth. No, I think the more people riding the subways daily will actually help. I think part of the uh, the these attacks are from isolation. You have somebody who's mentally ill. Sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah. sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes they're mentally ill and they slash you in the face for no reason. You're minding your own business and uh, they just slash you in the face and take off. And those type of people, uh, when you're surrounded by thousands of people, you're not going to do it during rush hour, probably. Um, and if you are, you're going to get grabbed. It doesn't, you know, because once once you're outnumbered and a bunch of people can can jump on you. And what we've seen, too, in, in these situations is if one person jumps on you and actually gets gets the best of you, other people will jump in and kick and punch, too. It's it's waiting for somebody else to get control of that bad guy. That's the problem. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Chick again, Eastwater. right? The... Uh, Bottom line is, you know, and, and we don't want to sound like a broken record, but if you lock them up and they come out the next day, what's the point? Yeah, well, that's that's a problem, too. I remember we were talking about this, um, the summonses that they're getting issued for because they're starting to write summonses again for fair evasion. Yeah, so I don't know. There's no warrant. You don't get a warrant on a civil thing, do you? Well, you can. Um, the, they're the yellow summonses instead of the pink summonses, right? That's what I remember. Yeah, uh, used to give them out to the cab drivers and stuff. Um, yeah, you could get a warrant if you don't appear, but it's it's a bench warrant, and nobody goes out and looks for you. And if you get pulled over, you know, fifteen years from now, it may pop. But I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Let's see what else we got here. Um, this is a pretty interesting story too. I found uh, Long Island man chases threatens boy thirteen with pepper spray after door knocking prank. Um, what happened was these kids were basically playing ring and run. They were on their way to the park or something, and one of them decided that... We used to call it something different in the Bronx. What did you call it? We used to call it ring uh, and run. I'm not going to say. It's not It's not a nice thing. Go ahead. Anyway, but, um, you know, you, you're playing ring and run. The only problem is 
you hit the wrong house and this psycho comes out. Not only did he chase after him on foot, but then once he realized he wasn't going to catch him, he jumped in his car and started chasing him with the car. I think the kid was on a bike and then he cut him off and then he grabbed them, yoked them up a little bit, threatened to spray him with pepper spray. And then he got collared. Um, he, he said actually, he was going to sick his dog on him too. He yeah. Yeah. He threatened them with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you know, this, when I was a kid, we used to do that ring and run quite a bit. And a lot of times, if there was somebody on the block that used to chase us away from playing baseball or something like that, that, that would be our target. It wasn't, it wasn't nice. We were kids, uh, what we were doing. But, you know, uh, and we did get chased. I remember there was a guy, we used to call him, um, I know that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but that, he used to ride a black bike. He was an older guy, and he had a black oh mustache and black hair. He Poor was guy. right off the boat. He didn't even speak English, man. And every time this guy drove by us on the bike, we'd all go, like, five kids. <laughs> and, and I don't know why that bothered him, but he came back. And then he turned around the bike and started chasing us. And one time, he literally got, he almost got – I could feel his, his, his fingers on the back of my neck trying to grab my shirt. And he ripped it, and I just ran right out of my shirt and ran all the way home. But almost got me that day. Hey, listen, I mean, right? People are tense nowadays. Everybody's tense. I mean, you go and you're doing stupid shit like this. It was during the middle of the day. I mean, it's a stupid kid. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I think he overreacted, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not like the kid, you know, threw shit at his door or, or you know, was trying to set the thing on fire. I mean, you know, it's just stupid. And, you know, now he's going to pay for it now. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I mean, well, I guess he he assaulted a kid. That's that's kind of hard to get out of it. Uh, yeah, child endangerment, so, stuff like that. I mean, it's probably yeah. not going to go anywhere, but still, I mean, you know, is it worth it? He got locked up. You know, his mugshot's in the paper, Suffolk County, right? It's probably all in Newsday or the local paper there, his mugshot. Who knows if he has a job, you know, cancel culture, and maybe they'll fire his ass. I mean, who knows? Cheated no more, says we called it door ditch. In the I called it something worse. <laughs> you just might as well just say it. I mean, unless it's racist, don't say it. But yeah, it is. Probably is. Yeah, yeah. We used to yeah. call it ring and run. Ring and run to me so far is the door ditch is good. My Bronx people know. My Bronx people know what we used to call it back in the day. Raquel says different today. Cameras everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. The ring cameras. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the ring cameras. They're out there, folks. Um, we got something with a ring camera too. I'll sh well, uh, let's see. Uh, boxing MMA. It was called Nick knocking. When I Close. was a kid, we Close. used to, we used to knock an old man's house that used to chase us with a shotgun. Oh my God. Oh shit. <laughs> he wouldn't shoot us. Just good. He would have got my slow ass. <laughs> oh man. I would have been shot. I uh, shot at my ass. Paul Zito saying, just say it, man. I wish we could bleep it out afterwards, but yeah, no, Nikki Bella, Mark, what you think of uh, California? Uh, what was it? Mark, what do you think of California parents pleaded not guilty on murdering uh, the two boys? Yeah, that's that's a whole extended uh, story to, to to get into, and I'm not. I remember hearing about that story in the beginning, the two twin boys, and uh, Bill took over that afterwards, and I. I some of the stories, um, you know, those true crime stories, you really got to dive in. You really got to know what you're talking about. And I'll just leave that up to him because I haven't done the homework on that. Any story that I bring up, at least I read the stories and I'm pretty well versed. And um, 
and those stories, but I don't even want to go into the those. Obviously, the kids are going to the, the parents are going to plead not guilty. What are they going to plead guilty and go right to jail? Everybody pleads not guilty. So um, let me see what have we got more for you here. Uh, this one. OK, this guy's running for mayor and uh, for government in, in New York. I like his attitude. governor. Yeah. Rob Estorino. It's time mass mandates are ended for service sector employees. It's dehumanizing, unscientific, and elitist to have still in effect. End it now. I agree with him 100%. Me too. I think um, the whole thing is a farce. It's a joke. People with uh, affluence don't wear them ever. They're not worried about them. There's no fine. The only people that seem to be following the mask mandates when they should have are people who suffer from some type of mental illness. They're uh, germaphobes anyway. They're going to be wearing their mask forever. And I have no problem with them. I, if you want to wear your mask, you wear it. Uh, I got all, every, I followed everything I had to do with the vaccines. I don't want to wear choice. it anymore. I'm done yeah. for this. I'm done with this mask. And I feel bad if I walk into a store and I see the employees and they have to wear the mask and everybody else in there is walking around with a mask. The whole thing is just ludicrous. It's stupid. Um, but that's that's the trap that we fell into, giving yeah. away too much power, too much authority. And now we're trying to get it back. Right now, there's uh, convoys in D.C. circling around. And uh, it's crazy because they're wait wasting gas. I would just park the thing and uh, just leave it there, man. Why? <laughs> where are you going to get the gas from? With no, oh, yeah, with yeah. no, with no resolution in sight. We're literally asking. We're still paying Russia for gas. What fund, funding? You know, we're funding their war against the Ukraine, basically. And now we're asking Venezuela for gas when we have the pipelines right here. And we next is going to be and next is going to be Iran. We're going to get into a deal with Iran to get gas now. This world is crazy, man. All because we don't. You know what happens is once you start that pipeline again, getting it to stop is going to be a big problem. Nobody, uh, you know, you're going to have the the whole. We were heading in one direction, and it didn't work. All these the plans for all these politicians, these woke people, they're all shit now. They're all in the dumpster because the war, the they pandemic's won't admit it, over. They won't admit it though. They won't this, admit it. They are slowly but surely because they're worrying about the elections coming up. If they're still pushing these vaccine mandates. No, well, the, 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 the pandemic stuff, but the oil stuff, they're not going to admit. All that stuff, it's like, you know, they, they, they're talking about climate change. I mean, did you see, uh, what, what, who's the, uh, uh, Kerry, did you see him? Uh, you know, we can't lose focus on the climate change problem just yeah, because there's dude. a war going on in Ukraine. Yeah, everybody like, lost what, focus, Kerry. Go back about? to sleep. The guy's half dead <laughs> anyway. The guy's half dead anyway. Let him go back to Herman Too Monster. Much. Shut Too up, Herman Botox. Monster. He looks like Fred Gwynn. <laughs> he does. He does. He looks like Absolutely. Fred Gwynn. Four thirty nine per gallon in Milwaukee. Yes, I uh, same thing here. I just paid four thirty nine for uh, uh, eighty nine yesterday. As a I matter filled, of fact, I put I put super in my Hellcat ninety four, and it was four sixty nine for ninety four octane. Yeah, you know, but you don't drive. That's not your regular car, right? I mean, you have doesn't matter. It still hurt me. Nah, whatever. You take the what do you take that car? You take it once around the block. All right, forget it. Forget uh, it. Forget let me pocket. ask you a question. Keep your hands you, out of my pocket. Your son, your son comes up to you. He says, "Daddy, it's my prom. I want to take the Hellcat out." Nope. Come no on, luck. man. It's a no car way. for crying out loud. No it's way. A, what's the worst thing that could happen? You ever see? You ever see Bernie Mac? What do you used to say? <laughs> what do you say? Fuck them kids. <laughs> Fuck them kids. He ain't taking my Hellcat. 
<laughs> Let's see what uh, Galaxy Eag, uh, they do nothing. I did mass testing for FD Scott. Uh, he had N95 and another one, SCBA. The N95 mask will not hold a seal if you have any facial hair or you oh, speak shit. arch your neck. Yeah, I, I agree with you. We, uh, we, knew, we knew that. We knew that, but somehow it was just nonsense. We to let it keep going, man. I'm sorry that I have to, you know, I I blend in. I like to obey the laws, but I I wish I had more cojones and I would have just never wore it and told people to go where where they can take it. Uh, Cheat no more. In Los Angeles, we are still made to wear the masks in stores, even though we were told we don't need to anymore. Like raise taxes for an emergency, they never go back down. I agree with you. Cheat no more. I was in the city the other day, and this was after Mayor Adams made his announcement. I I thought it started immediately. Apparently, I think it starts uh, tomorrow, right? I yeah. think it starts tomorrow, the no mask mandate. We'll see. In the city, in New York City, it's a little funny. Nobody wears it in the street, really. And um, there's not that many people wearing it inside anymore. Like I said, the people that are going to wear the mask, they're probably going to wear it for the rest of their lives. More power to you. I have no problem with you. Do you just leave me alone? I don't want to wear it anymore. I'm flying. Uh, I'm flying to Florida on Wednesday, and I gotta wear my mask on the plane. It's like why? Uh-huh. Why do I have to wear my mask on the plane? It's you know you don't gotta wait in the terminal. You don't have to wear it when you're online checking in, but you gotta wear it when you're on the plane. It just doesn't make any sense. Maybe they saw your passport and they were like, "Oh man, make, make this guy still wear his, <laughs> <So> his passport." <laughs> this guy's domestic to, flight, you boo. They break it up. No some passport. people, <laughs> some people have to wear it. Some people don't. Cheat no more. Oh my God, Mark! Mm. I was just reminiscing about the funniest Herbert Monster moment last night, the Roger Wilco over and out episode. All right, yeah, that's a. They don't make them like that anymore. That's probably one of the best shows ever made. He was a Car Fifty Four too, right? Yeah, Car Fifty Four. Yeah. Where are you? Okay, uh, we're narrowing down the show. One more. This is uh, another story. Amateur grinder predator. I went as soon as I saw this thing about grinder, I thought of you immediately, Angel. Thanks. Uh, amateur where's, grinder predator trap. Trap leads to arrest for four men, including two who sex. Okay. Did you see? Do you know what this story is about? I have no idea. Okay, so there's these two, these two guys, and they go into grinder, and they're both proclaiming to be pedophile i mean uh juveniles i'm 15 okay. the other one's 15 and when they have when they get somebody on the hook they agree to meet someplace and the two of them oh, drive gosh. over there they meet the person that they and then they tell them we're not 15 and they start yelling at him and telling them next time we're gonna Cold castrate police. you and do all these different things to you and harm you you better stay off there and then um they did it to several people and what happened was they were getting a little bit carried away. So they got collared too. But that's how they were they were basically entrapped. They were they were acting like kind of sort of like police, but they weren't police. They were civilians and just scaring the crap out of pedophiles who go on grinder. And um, um I just the reason why I brought that story up is because I was I'm looking out for you. I don't want you to get caught out there. Thanks. I appreciate that. The concept, <laughs> the concept is good. But uh, the execution is not so. Uh, yeah, yeah, but these guys they 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 managed to round up a whole bunch of people. That's crazy. They, they got a couple of they got a couple of guys scared the crap out of them. Thanks, for Roxana Lopez. She's laughing. Thank you, Roxana. Hi, Roxana. 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 Lorna McKenzie. 
She has a message for Little Mermaid. You don't want to know. Little Mermaid. Ariel. Uh, oh, Little Mermaid. She says, I have no idea what Grinder is. Well, like I said, Angel could tell you all about it. I actually don't know what it is either. <laughs> it's a dating site, but for gay gay men. I, it might gay be. Men it or... might be. It might be. I think it's for only gay men. Hmm. I don't know if it's for um, lesbians as well. Uh, it might well, be, a, but then again, like I, I, I'm a lesbian, so I don't know. I know a little bit less than you do about it, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> what a fast episode! You know what? I'm, my plan right now, believe it or not, is to um, to download our episode tonight and then to jump in my car and go see the Batman by myself. For three hours. Oh man, come to the house. We'll go see it together. Yeah, I'm gonna drive two uh, two hours all the way up there to go see a three hour movie. I'll be home at six o'clock in the morning. You can stay in my pool house. In the pool house. Oh, yeah, wow. that's nice. I, I, you know, everything I have, all my houses. Keep are... your hands out of my pocket. I already told you that once today. Mark, uh, Nikki Bella, Mark, what do you? Oh, okay, we we did that already. Uh, what else do we got? Anything else? Anyway, I want to say thank you to all the people that were in the chat today um, and the people that, that gave us uh, super super chats, um, super stickers. Thank you so much. Very, very much appreciated. This was a great episode. I liked Amy a lot. Um, we found out a lot of stuff today. And Angel, you got any parting words? No, that's it. Um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Big Recon Man. Uh, it's down here. I always do this wrong. Big weekend, man. Um, I advocate for my police, uh, and I talk about uh, current events. So follow me. This Thursday on Police Off the Cuff After Hours with Mark DeMeo, my guest will be Joe DeVito. He's a hysterical comedian. He's also a writer on Fox News and a regular on The Gumfeld Show. Mm. And uh, that's going to be an interesting episode as well because uh you know i watch fox news as well as many other and, and greg gunfeld happens to be one of my i watch a lot of different news outlets but greg happens to be one of my favorite guys and i know a couple of writers on there joe's very very funny he's very very opinionated and he's in touch with everything that's going on across the country and the globe and that's going to be a great episode this thursday once again 7 p.m and uh, on that note uh Kathy Rest Bates. in peace to uh, Chief Joe Esposito's wife. She passed away suddenly last week. So retired Chief Joe Esposito. Really? I'm so sorry. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy, man. Yeah. So his wife passed away. Rest in peace to her. Yeah, I was... Uh, uh, that, well, he's a gentleman. He's a yep. true gentleman. I remember one time I had a robbery pattern, and I had to go meet with him. And I thought, man, this is going to be bad. Because, you know, I was the one catching the cases, and it was... Uh, they were robbing people with a, a long barrel gun, like a Wild mm -hmm. West gun. It was described. Yeah. But we sat with narcotics and we sat with um, street crime and all these different people in, in one room. And we wound up catching the perps in within the week. But, man, mm -hmm. when I was going over there to sit down with him, man, I was so Nervous. scared. Nervous. Yeah, I mean, I got to go see the chief, and he's going to rip me, over the, coal. Yeah, me over gentleman. the coals. What's the matter with you? What are you, an idiot? Or how did you even get the shield? You know, and he wasn't. He was a great. All was, fair questions. All fair questions. Listen, I was asking. I was asking myself the same questions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. On behalf of uh, Mayo and Meso, the Week in Crime. Thank you so much. We'll see you again. All the Adios. best. Have a good night.
Bendiciones.